To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. All right, ladies, we are talking with Kelly Anderson, who is part of a three-generation family-owned business. I was telling Kelly before we jumped on them, like, that's my dream. If I could have my kids work with me, that would be so <laughs> awesome. So we're going to find out how she's done this. Um, and then also the good, the bad, and the ugly of her business. But what? Her, what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to brag about you a little bit. So Kelly's business is, uh, she's the CEO of California Skincare Supply. And what we were talking about before we hit record is that basically, Kelly, what it sounds like is you go in and you are kind of the, the support for estheticians. You help them be more successful, although you are, you know, contracted service for them. But really, that's what your your goal is, is to help them be successful so that they're buying more product and everyone's happy. Is that right? Yes, that in a nutshell. Um we are distributors, so we um, we distribute over 60 professional brands for licensed estheticians, dermatologists, nurses, but our main client is licensed estheticians, and we just, we try to support them in many ways, um, not only with the equipment that they need and the professional skincare that they need, um, but also with education, because you know, we're talking millions of ingredients here. So we do a lot of ingredient technology. We also do technique education. Um, and we really just try to educate. We're here all day, every day. We answer, we actually answer our phones. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a, what a concept. Okay, so you are three generations. You said you started this business with your mom. Yes. Talk to me about that because I started my first business with my husband. So I want to, I want to hear how this went down. Um, with you, with your mom, because it sounds like it's, you know, it was a good relationship and, and now your daughter stepped in. So talk to me about this journey. Yeah. Um, this was an interesting journey. My parents got divorced later on in life. They had been married 35 years and, um, my mom was in her mid fifties. So she was just about my age now and she decided to become an esthetician. And I remember my sister and brother and I were like, what's that? You know, <laughs> how do you spell that? <laughs> Um, so she actually, she, um, went to esthetician school in her mid fifties. She was one of the earliest licensed estheticians in the Bay area and she opened her own small business. And my mom is just a complete go-getter. She's 88. She's still fantastic. We always, I mean, she comes in, she's more fantastic than, than me by far. <laughs> She, she likes to dress up very, very much. But anyway, she opened a little solo esthetician practice in San Jose, um, probably in about 1986. And she became very successful for herself. And she was just really brave because she was a stay-at-home mom 
Um, she did a little bit of, um, she worked for lawyers a little bit. She was a paralegal, but she was mainly a stay-at-home mom. And for her just to start this new chapter in her life, and um, she mortgaged her property to open um, uh, her spa. And she was just incredibly brave. And at that point, I was in college, and um, I was studying to become a elementary school teacher. And I graduated and promptly realized that I did not want to be an elementary school teacher, (laughs) (laughs) which happens to us. Um, I didn't have enough experience with children. So when I actually worked under the master teacher, I just realized that this wasn't my passion. And so I said to my mom, what am I going to do now? You know, I just spent five years in college. I was recently married and she said, why don't you come to work for me? And so I did. And um, I worked as a receptionist. And um, then I started getting involved in makeup application, things that I could do without a license. And I realized that it was my passion. And I I loved it. I loved helping women feel and look beautiful. And so I decided to go get my esthetician's license. And I did. And um, And then my mom and I were approached by a brand that we were using in our salon to become their distributor. And that just kind of started us on a whole new path. And we tried to run both companies, her spa at the time and California Skincare Supply. But we realized um, as a two-man show, we really couldn't do both of them. So we um, went on the pathway as distributors for licensed estheticians. And really, and we started in business in 1989. And that's what I've been doing for how many years is that? Okay, it's been a few years. Okay, great. Yeah. And so talk to me about you, you, you closed down your other business, you had this business going, obviously, it was already successful. So you I'm sure you'd crunch the numbers and realize this is the direction we're going. And what were some of the challenges, though, with growing this business? You're not the only distributor out there. Talk to me about some of the challenges that you encountered. And then I want to, of course, I'm going to want to know, how did you sort <laughs> through those and get through them? Well, business, I think, you know, everything is always cycling and changing. And the business was very different then than it is now. Um, and I think some of the challenges, um, we distributed, I think, four or five brands for the first 18 to 20 years in business, um, which was great. And we loved our brand partners. Some of the challenges, I would say um, one of our brands became very successful. And that was wonderful for them and obviously for us too, right? So we grew when they did. And then that brand uh, sold to Procter and Gamble. And so that was a major challenge. Um, a, um, we thought we were going to lose the brand because we were a very small company and Procter and Gamble's a very large corporation. Um, and then B, Procter and Gamble wanted to keep us on as distributors. So it was a big shift in our business to now partner with um, a company like Procter and Gamble. So that was a huge um, time of growth for us, but also a huge learning experience uh, for me, especially because my mom was retired by that time and um, it was a scary new world. <laughs> yeah, I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. Because when it sounds like you were thinking, oh, we're going to lose this huge line of business that we have, 
Yes. Which is always, I always advise my clients to make sure they're spreading themselves out a bit so that they yes. don't have <laughs> just that one client. Right. But then it the opposite way, which can also be really dangerous too, because if you have to grow too much too fast and you're not prepared, that can be a big challenge too. So how did you navigate through that? Mm, um, I think that I feel like I'm a really relatable person and I flew to New York and met with them one-on-one and that really helped me get over my fear of the giant corporation, which was kind of necessary for me to be able to communicate. And it turns out that they are a lovely company and all the people that I were working was working with at the time um, were wonderful and very much cared about the brand and wanted it still to succeed learning through that whole process, I think was very good for me. Um, personally, I think I was around 35 maybe at the time. Um, and I just think it was a time of personal growth for me to, to realize that I can work at this kind of level and communicate and be successful for a company that, you know, like Procter and Gamble. So, um, so it was a great learning time. Then it subsequently sold again and went overseas. So, um, I learned from just like what you were saying at that point, my mom was retired and I made a conscious decision to change the growth of my company and decided to broaden. So I began the search for what I thought thought was the most upcoming technically savage. And it's really important for me to work with companies that I respect and value. Also, if they're family owned, that really kind of pulls at my heart strings. And so I began a search for new brands that could help me grow and that I could help them grow and we can partner. And that's what I did. So now we have 60 brands. <laughs> okay. Well, that's quite a stretch. Yeah. So it sounds like you had in your in your head the type of companies that you wanted to align with. Yes. Right? That you could sell, you know, that, that when I hear you say what you said, you know, looking for family-owned companies, what's awesome about companies at that level is often they're just as eager to look for partnerships, right? And then you yeah. can work they're together open. more strategically. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what it sounds like to me is that it was um, a a smart business strategy for your growth. Yeah, um, I was, I would have to say, tired of being afraid a little bit um, because all of our eggs were in too small of baskets. And so I wanted to spread spread my wings. Um, And that was over another 20 years, right? I just didn't go from five brands to 60 brands. Uh, That was a very gradual growth. Um, I didn't overstretch myself to where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take on the responsibility of giving everything that I needed to, to those brands that I partnered with to build them. Um, so I was very careful that I didn't grow too fast or that I didn't take on too much more that I could handle. I mean, although sometimes I did. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. So as you're growing, you said it was a, a gradual growth Yes, that you went through 20 years to get to the 60, which is fantastic. What were some of the main hires that you did? Because as you grow to that, your whole business 
changes quite a bit. I'm, I'm imagining. Yes. So what were some of the key hires that you did for your company? Um, well, before COVID, I had a lot of independent sales representatives. So that was definitely key. Um, in different states, calling on licensed estheticians for training. Um, and I've had my office manager, who is absolutely amazing, for 12 years. And it's just it's so important for all businesses, but especially a, a very small one, <laughs> to have somebody that you could really count on, that you trust, is super honest, only wants the best for your company. My daughter, of course, I hired her. So she's the three in the three generations. And I would say my daughter coming on board, she's worked with me for now 10 years, 10 or 11 years, changed my life um, because I did so much traveling alone. And, um, it got, I mean, you think, you know, you think traveling is, um, glamorous, but at a point it becomes not so. Um, so she goes, she and I go everywhere together. Now we do all our trade shows together. We client call on our clients together. Um, we were just at the Oregon aesthetic show last weekend and, um, we're in, we're inseparable. She's, She's the most amazing, hardworking, beautiful. She's a lady. She learned from mom. She learned from <laughs> mom and from grandma. So yeah. that makes sense. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so what is your number one tip that you can give to someone who's growing their business and they want to have a long, you've had a long run, which is fantastic, mm -hmm. who wants to have a company around for a long time, but also mm -hmm. be quite financially successful? What is your number one takeaway that you can give to the listener? Number one is hard to narrow it all down to one tip. <laughs> you can give a couple. If there's there's more than one, that's okay. Yes. Um, my number one tip. I think my business took a big shift in the pandemic, just like it did for everyone. Um, so invest in yourself, invest in your in your business, take some risks, um, took a huge risk in 2020 and um, really found a marketing um, SEO company that has really just helped me grow by leaps and bounds. And when everybody was pulling back from their businesses, we were closed for over a year. I was, I took that time to invest and bought all new software, relaunched a new website, started my blog, changed my company to drop shipping rather than. So I, you know, did a very big shift. And I guess if number one is to find the right team that really wants to help you, that believes in you, that believes in your business, and it is really good at their jobs because as small business owners, we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not a marketing company. I know I'm not a social media manager. I know I'm definitely know nothing about SEO, <laughs> although she's taught me a lot about it. Um, so I've been lucky to hire some amazing entrepreneurs that have also helped me grow. That's what I, I totally agree with you. It's, you know, stay in your lane, mm -hmm. know what your zone of genius is. Yeah. Know what your weaknesses are so that you can optimize those that come naturally for you and then hire out for those that are critical to help you grow. Yes. Absolutely. Sounds like you got that down. 
Great advice. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. Where can people find out more about you? Um, well, we have a website, which is just californiaskincaresupply.com. Um, licensed estheticians, of course. We do have uh, Instagram. It's just called Cal Skin Supply. Love to have you follow us there. TikTok, Facebook. Um, we're on LinkedIn. Pretty much any, you can find us if you, <laughs> if you uh, want to. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your three generations of family growth. That's amazing. And I look forward to watching you continue to grow. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here.